Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October 28th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. This broadcast is syndicated on AM and FM radio stations across the country, internationally around the world via the Internet, live and on demand. Syndicated by Loving Liberty Radio Network, LovingLiberty.net, Liberty News Radio Network, LibertyNewsRadio.com, and all over the world, ladies and gentlemen. Download from LovingLiberty.net our iPhone and our Android apps if you want to listen live and on demand at your fingertips. We've also uh, been working on it, too. Soon you'll be able to read our Twitter feed and a whole lot more straight from the app as well. Your donations are welcome at LovingLiberty.net. Now, there's a whole lot to cover today, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know how to get to it all, so I'll just be as quick as I can in the recap. As you know, Amy Coney Barrett got confirmed. That's wonderful news. Congratulations. Now let's overturn Roe. Get it done. Do I think Amy's the perfect fit to get this done? I don't. But she's the best we've got. And if we're ever going to stand for pro-life, now is the time. Did you know out of the last nine justices picked, Republicans picked six of them? Will Republicans do their job? I don't know. All right. Justice Clarence Thomas administered the oath to Amy. First time a black man administering the oath to a woman. Roe versus Wade, believe it or not, was decided by a Republican nominated Supreme Court. Did you know that, folks? So we pray they can get that done. I don't have a lot of hope that they'll get it done, but we can pray, 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 pray. Pro-life is one of the most important things we will ever deal with. The New York Post and the Washington Examiner both endorsed Donald Trump. That's interesting good news. Hundreds of Jews took the streets in Manhattan defending President Trump. All right. Anna Navarro uh, from The View said that, hey, the only reason Mark Meadows has a job is because there's nobody left to take his place. 45% of Florida COVID-19 deaths were misclassified. Yeah, as fatality rates drop sharply nationwide. So we're all, you know, digging in and exposing the scam on that. We've been highlighting the scam since it began. We've been telling you plenty of sunlight, plenty of sleep, plenty of good nutrition, plenty of outdoors, plenty of vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc. Get all that done, and the COVID won't be uh, that big of a deal if you have underlying conditions that can be serious. But you know what? People are meant to die, believe it or not. That's part of life. People are dying to get to the other side. Did you know that? Uh, General Michael Flynn had an interesting statement, to say the least. Stand with me. Renounce the left. Wow. Hold the line. We must be prepared to defend liberty with our very lives. Well, besides the little left-right deceptive paradigm, I agree with this point. We've got to stand and defend our very lives 
and our liberties. That's for sure. We talked about the book Licensed to Lie, written by Sidney Powell. We've talked about this many times, but it's so spot on. Exposing corruption in the Department of Justice. It's a true story of the strong arm illegal tactics used by federal monsters, if you will. Anyway, great book, Sidney Powell. We talked about Home Depot founder Ken Langan. Joe Biden tax plan to put the middle class in peril. There's no doubt about all that. Twitter changes retweet functionality to manipulate the elections. The Department of Justice documents that Google paid a billion dollars last year to dominate smartphone searches. Byron York media is ignoring spontaneous Trump rallies. Anyway, a man and his girlfriend got left beaten because I guess they had a Trump flag. Yeah, they had a big old parade in Miami. 75,000 cars for Donald Trump. Wow, it just goes on and on. Disneyland President Ken Potrock blasts California over its restrictions of keeping Disney shut down. Even the liberals are standing up against this tyranny, folks. Days before the election, Trump gets massive. Peace news to the Middle East. Will it last? I don't think so. They're all hawkish. Anyway, they say massive growth due to GDP never seen in decades. FBI requests immediate interview with ex-Biden partner. Biden family business venture with Chinese. Company lists lists Kamala Harris as a key contact. Trump issuing executive orders. Liberals furious at Megyn Kelly over her unexpected Trump comments. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a mess out there. The reason that I document this before our two guests is one, to highlight the previous day's news, but more importantly, to show you, you know what? It doesn't matter if the Republicans take control or the Democrats take control or who's in office here and there, because you know what? The swamp is so deep, and none of them seem to be rooted in constitutional principles. And Americans from time to time have voted third party, and wisely so. And believe it or not, at one point, the Republican Party was a third party. I don't know if you guys all understand that, but that is the reality. And with that, and without further ado, we have two guests on the line. They're running in the state of Utah for governor and lieutenant governor, respectively. They're both constitutionalists. Greg Dorden is with us. Wayne Hill is with us. Now, Greg married his wife, and she passed away. Married his second wife, and she passed away. Married his third wife, and they're still together. He jokes and says, not polygamy, just circumstance. But, man, he's had six children with his first wife. And now he counts his blended family of 18 children, 73 grandchildren, and six great-grands and counting for a young guy. That's pretty good. I say young, it's relative, right? He's a veteran of the U.S. Air Force. And uh, he was a newspaper man for over 40 years. Okay, he was uh, worked at KSL, worked at newspapers all over the country. He's a media man for sure. He started working with the Utah Foundation for Open Government. He eventually created and helped uh, set up the legislation for the Grandval Law, which became a national uh, treasure, really. It led with the state of Utah. Wayne Hill served in the Army, and uh, he loves sports and bringing back integrity in politics. He's the co-founder of the Independent American Party. He's been a small business owner for almost 40 years. 
He's got an awesome wife, three sons, and ten grandkids. It's all about family for these guys, right? You want our government to stop the outright lies and destruction? Then just say no to the two-party duopoly. You got to love that. Greg, welcome, sir. Thank you, Sam. Nice to be on, Kurt. And Wayne, welcome, my friend. Hey, thank you. It's been a long time, guys. Yes, it has. Get back here. And there's so much to cover. You guys are running on the Independent American Party, third party. Why, Greg? Well, as as an independent, we're able to work with any other party. Uh, Wayne and I just got back from a weekend. In uh, we spent Saturday and Sunday up in Cheyenne with 150 people from national independent parties, everything from Green Party to the American Solidarity Party. And we're forming an independent national union that wants to sue the RNC and the DNC for antitrust violations. And boy, howdy, should that be done? The first thing people need to know about some of these parties is they're not government. We believe they're government. But what they are is really private institutions with dictatorship-type control like a union. Really, the rank and file are betrayed by the men and women at the top. The swamp is so deep as a result, the Founding Fathers warned that we should jettison parties. Kurt, you want to sound off on this first? Hmm, well, I've. Uh, can you flip that little switch for me too, Sam? But anyway, uh, I've... Uh, you know, recommended for ever about, uh, you know, us following the, uh, well, the recommendation from George Washington when he said uh, that we should avoid the spirit of party. And, you know, so we've uh, advocated the abolition of parties ever since then, I think. Wayne, tell us more about the Independent American Party. It's the third largest party uh, in the state of Utah, not counting the Republicans and Democrats, right? Right, and we have with the independents, we're actually probably bigger than the Democrats. <laughs> so the, the, enough people that would come over. And uh, we started it 28 years ago. A guy that co-founded it actually started it himself, got all the names and everything right. I just signed. But Will Christensen has been fighting the battle for probably nearly 50 years. And he got the, he had to receive the names of the Independent American Party, which uh, we believe came from a, a person about 180 years ago who said we would come out of this war between the Democrats and Republicans and we would be called the Independent American Party. So that's what we founded, and uh, we feel like we have everything in place to do fulfill that. But anyhow, Will is, is awesome. He's been to John Bircher's for 40-something years, probably. And he lives in Orem. I live in Provo. And Greg lives in Orem. And uh, Lloyd Brunson, who's doing the Constitution, who's done the Constitution, it's awesome. Everybody should get a copy of his Constitution. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk more in seconds with Greg Dorden running for governor of the state of Utah and Wayne Hill running for lieutenant governor on the Independent American Party ticket. You want to learn more, go to gdorden.us. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Have we realized the assault against our lives? our liberties, our faith. To defeat this assault, 
Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, November 3rd, 2020, coming up in just a few days. You got to vote Dorden. You got to vote Hill. Independent American Party. We're talking about Utah governor and lieutenant governorships in the balance. The two-party system, as we were talking about right before the break, they're destroying one another. Eventually, uh, it will be all-out war between the two. They're not even government. It reminds me of the Federal Reserve. It's not even government at all, folks. Go do your research. But neither are the parties. I was mentioning that right before the break. The parties aren't really government. They're private institutions um, really ran by the swamp. And what we got to do is reject the spirit of party and stand as God-fearing Americans. Let's let you pick it up there, Greg. Well, we don't actually promote ourselves as a party as much as we promote ourselves as the unparty. We believe that the Republicans and Democrats are opposite sides of the same corrupt coin that over the years have become so bad, so corrupt, that there's a need for other parties. Uh, do you know even the flag pretends three parties? We know Republicans use red for their party. The Democrats use blue for their party. And then there's the white in our flag, and we say that's for the independents. So it already portends three different parties. Uh, which is the spirit of America party, if you will, if there is a party. The point that I'm getting at is it's really about uh, an adherence to, an oath to, uh, the Constitution and fidelity to the principles laid out therein, sir. Exactly. And both Wayne and I are 
clearly constitutional conservatives, unlike our rhino government here in the state of Utah, Governor Herbert and Spencer Cox, we tag him as COVID Cox, they have both violated their oath of office with this COVID response, which violates both the First and the Fifth Amendment. And we believe that Herbert and Cox should be disqualified from legitimately holding office or any elected office henceforth because they have violated the public trust of their oath of office. Wayne, do you want to add to this? You bet. We put a cease and desist on them right after they put us in quarantine without one death in this whole state. They put us in quarantine. So we send them on March the 16th. Uh, cease and desist to them as well as the legislature. There's 104 mostly Republicans, and not one of them put a cease and desist on Herbert and Cox. Not one of them read any of the bills that I can, we can find out of 500 they just passed. And, and one of them, even one of the senators down here in St. George, said that he'd ever read any of them. Out of 800 bills they had presented, and they passed 500 in six weeks, which usually takes uh, Congress to pass these illegal bills, takes them about a year to pass 100 of them. But not our state legislatures. They can go through those puppies real fast. But not, none of them stood yeah, up. Yeah, in fact, at a given year, they toss up about 1,000 bills and pass uh, four to 600 of them every year, right? Every year. <laughs> and they and not one of them, I think if you've got a fine-tooth comb or a a little deal and looked at them, you would find out that they were just as unconstitutional as uh, probably all the ones they passed in the years before. But that that doesn't seem to bother them. They just go along and like tell us that there's deaths when they have absolutely nobody down here uh, in St. George. They they had to bring in a guy from Prescott, Arizona, to claim him, or they would have lost their seven hundred thousand dollars a day at the hospital if they hadn't had one. That's how sick it is. It's really sick. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between the Independent American Party and the Constitution Party. And I'm not trying to drive a wedge, but what I am trying to do is help people understand kind of the difference. If I've got a Constitution Party candidate on the ballot or an Independent American Party candidate on the ballot, what do I do, uh, Gray? Well, I would talk to the candidate. Find out Ooh, more about talk, that. Talk about somebody's character and learn about who they are and learn about their experience Ra- and what they stand for. Radical concept, Ooh, I know. I love it, sir. But the, find out what their experience is. If they're a first-time candidate, uh, ask them what their views on the issues are. Why, why are you running? Um, for me, um, Nathan Osmond has a song out called For America. And one of the lines in his song, which he's allowed us to use with our campaign, is, for our children, there is no greater cause. And as you mentioned, I've got a few grandkids. And for my children is one of the reasons both Wayne and I are running, because we want Utah to be a better state than it currently is. We're, we're hip deep in the swamp here in Utah. And a lot of the things that the Utah legislature has done, like calling itself into session, is unconstitutional. There's a little thing called checks and balances, but they don't, 
they don't understand that, uh, they kind of ignore that. And that's one reason we're giving out copies of the Constitution that Lloyd Brunson has put together along with um, the um, his seven discoveries, and he calls it his anti-socialism weapon that you don't need a concealed weapon permit to put in your pocket. So this the Constitution is as powerful a tool as the citizens have to show government it has limited and delineated powers, and all the rest of the powers are in the states and in the people. We have power, according to the Constitution, and we need to find out what that is and use that power. All right, let's talk a little bit about how your candidacies have gone, how the media has treated you folks, how the debates have treated you folks, etc. Let's start with Wayne. <laughs> Is the media friendly yeah. to the cause, Wayne? No, I ran for I ran for uh, Utah County Commission 30 years ago against Herbert and, and his two clones, the Republican incumbents, basically, and uh, they I filed a, a deal then, just a thing to the papers and to that, that they wouldn't let me in the debate because they have this number that the two parties have gotten together on and, and won't let anybody else come in and debate. So I filed it 30 years ago, and that's what we're trying to do now is because it hasn't changed any. They have this system where the two of them get together and they say, okay, you have to have 10%. And so they send out a 1,000 requests to say what, who they're going to vote for and when it started, they said we had 3%, and so we didn't qualify. I think one libertarian candidate in Congress had uh, 6%, so they gave him a margin of error of 4 and let him in one of the debates. <laughs> so we haven't, and I'm sure that if we had had a poll down south or anyplace else, there would have been, we would have been on in the debates, but they don't want that because they don't want anybody asking them questions that they can't answer ahead of time. And so that's what happened to the, the actually Herbert and the, uh, Chris, the Democrat, got together and said that we're not going to be arguing because we're pretty much the same way on all the issues. Yeah, so it doesn't matter if you vote red or blue no, there. We're kind of the same. We, we want you to know we're so different you should elect us, but we're really the same because <laughs> we're part of the swamp. So don't worry about it. Let's make sure the debate remains um uh, on exactly. target for our tyrannical agenda kind of seems to be the order of the day. Now, what I find interesting about this discussion with debates and with they claim that, hey, there's not enough numbers for the third parties. That's why they can't be in the debate. However, yeah. it's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy. If you're in the debate, you'll get the numbers. If you're covered exactly. by the media, you'll get the numbers because people exactly. can see the truth. But if the truth is completely veiled from the American people, well, then how do you get the truth, Greg? That's exactly well, right. Exactly. Exactly. And our media used to be called the watchdogs of government when it was a, a solid fourth estate. But they have since become the lapdogs of government and become literally the propaganda vehicle for the government. They take they don't check what the government says because, oh, that has to be right. They're the elected elite, but they verify facts when they're not comfortable with what's being said or what's being done. 
the Independent American Party is one of several third parties in the state. We do have Green Party members. We do have Libertarian Party members. And we've endorsed Libertarians, Constitutional, and other parties. So, All right, ain't tight, gentlemen. G as in golf, or Greg, better yet. G. Dorden. D-U-E-R. D-E-N, gdorden.us to learn more about their campaigns. We'll continue in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Early voting in the 2020 general election has already reached half of 2016's total votes. A record number of mail-in ballots are expected to be cast for the November 3rd election after states expanded absentee voting in response to the pandemic. Voters seem to be avoiding any lines or problems at the polls on Election Day. Texas, Montana, and North Carolina lead the charge. NASA's big announcement on Monday said water has been discovered on the moon outside of the polar caps. The water was spotted near the Clavius Crater, one of the largest crater formations on the moon. In fact, you can see it with your naked eye. Casey Hannibal, lead author of the study, said there are between 100 and 400 parts per million of water, or roughly equivalent a 12-ounce bottle of water within one cubic meter of lunar soil. The Los Angeles Dodgers are the newest World Series champions and will take home the Commissioner's Trophy after defeating Tampa Bay 3-1 Tuesday night. USA Radio News. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. After Americans claimed censorship by big tech over Hunter Biden's revealing laptop emails, the CEOs of Facebook, Google, and Twitter released statements on Tuesday that warn against repealing Section 230. That's the statute that protects the social networks from liability. The CEOs are meeting with the Senate Commerce Committee Wednesday. Ongoing fires in Southern California has triggered mandatory evacuation orders, affecting more than 100,000 people. The Silverado Fire and Blue Ridge Fire have burned more than 10,000 acres. The two fires in Orange County are part of a record-breaking fire season in California, where at least 8,000 fire incidents have burned more than 4 million acres and killed 31 people. Another night of unrest in Philadelphia. This comes after the police shooting death of Walter Wallace Jr. on Monday afternoon in the middle of a West Philly street. The 27-year-old armed with a knife and shot by two officers during a confrontation. Authorities said he ignored repeated warnings to drop the weapon and charged towards the officers. USA Radio News.
hard-hitting, down-to-earth talk, always on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Two guests today, Independent American Party, the largest third party in the state of Utah. And the Independent American Party works with parties all across the country, folks. Why? Because it's not about party. It's about the proper role of limited government. Greg Dorton with us, ladies and gentlemen. He's a candidate for Utah's governor. Wayne Hill, lieutenant governor on the same ticket. To learn more, G is in Greg, gdorden.us. Dorden is D-U-E-R-D-E-N, gdorden.us. To learn more, you got to vote Greg Dorden and Wayne Hill for Independent American Governor and Lieutenant Governor for the state of Utah. And you say, Sam, you're on a national show. Why talk about Utah? Because it's the battle heating up everywhere. Do you want the red and blue and that's all? Or do you want the white of the flag involved as well? That's really the point, ladies and gentlemen. You need to understand that we got to stop the outright lies of the swamp. How do you do that? You vote with the third party folks, and you, they always tell you that it's not viable. But if enough people prove them wrong, well, that's what happened to the Republican Party. That's how it became one of the duopolies we have today. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the government that governs best governs least. All right? I want you to remember that. Greg, we were talking right before the debate about, or I mean, sorry, right before the break about the debate and about the uh, media and how they're not being very kind and they've created a self-fulfilling prophecy of shutdown, uh, which I believe is dishonest and I believe it's flat-out election tampering. And that's, uh, or criminal activity regarding election fraud, whatever you want word you want to use. That's really what you guys are putting together a possible lawsuit about and what you guys are really uh, kind of focusing on is to say, hey, you know what? This duopoly swamp here where these uh, people that aren't even government literally going to dictate who you vote for in the primaries and how it all goes down. And at the end of the day, they're the only ones that get the media and the attention and the debates, and they've created their own debate commission, which they pretend is independent. (laughs) Uh, But I bring all this up because that's the core of what you guys are saying, right? Exactly. Uh, The Utah Debate Commission, as well as the Presidential Debate Commission, are run by the two parties. They're not an independent board or organization at all in utah one democrat and one republican are the co-directors of the utah debate commission and they have a poll in august which is before really uh any of the final general election campaigns get rolling and they determine who's eligible for the debate then and uh of course the Libertarians got almost enough to get there in the second district, but uh, no, none of the other third parties qualified. Funny thing about that. Wayne, let's have you chime in here. Um, you've been at this for a long time. There's no way to break the corruption, it seems, right? Well, I... Uh... I ran against Herbert, like I say, 30 years ago, and actually Malcolm Beck, but uh, he didn't have anybody running against him. And Herbert and Johnson, all, all three Republican incumbents, had Democrats running against us, too. And the Democrat came up to me after a few debates and said, uh, can you attack Gary Herbert? She says, I'm getting nowhere with him, and you seem to be doing so good against Malcolm Beck. <laughs> and so anyway, it was kind of a funny deal, and I haven't seen any integrity out of Herbert before, but I want to express what we found out about uh, 
Herbert and his ties to communist China, which is pretty pretty interesting. Uh, he's number four in the list of all 50 governors as being their friendliest to them. And uh, that's a, a deal I'm sure COVID Cox would like to increase and be number one out of 50. But that's where it is. I, I think the real test came when somebody got after or was after Herbert for doing this mask illegal mandate crap. Even and against said, the legislative body that eventually rescinded and said, uh-uh, we're not doing it. He still went forward, violating the checks and balances. It really, in my opinion, borders on criminal activity. Absolutely. And he he ended up getting upset because they kept asking him about it. He finally just told the truth, the first truth I've seen from him, and that was that we have to do it to get federal money. Now, that's not a good reason if you understand the Constitution, <laughs> but that's what he gave, and that seems to have satisfied a lot of near-communists. Well, near and at least for once, it is an open, candid answer. Uh, even though we don't like to hear the results, at least right. it's the truth for once, which is a, <laughs> a rarity in and of itself. Now, here's what I want to do. Normally in a debate, what they do, by the way, is they um, set up a question designed to promote whoever they want to and designed to put the other person on the defense from the get-go. And so they ask a question. One of the things they don't do, and this is what I want to do for a reason. I don't want to ask a question. What I want to do is just say, hey, you're going to get two minutes uninterrupted. We're going to start with Greg running for governor of the state of Utah on the Independent American Party. I'm going to give you two minutes. And the question is, what would you say to America in two minutes? So I don't really have a question because I'm not trying to tilt your answer or force you into a discussion or manipulate the playing field in any way. I just simply want to say, what do you want to say to America? And you got two minutes, and then we'll go to Wayne for two minutes, then we can talk about it afterwards. Greg? Okay. Well, thanks, Sam. Um, One of the things I want to do besides getting rid of this hoax of an emergency and the mask mandates, that would end with my very first day in office. But one of the things I want to do for our children is – we are all in for K through 12 public education because that's what's in the state constitution. We have since had charter schools, private schools, homeschooling come up, and we are all for parental choice in education. But public education, we believe, needs some help. And we want to raise teacher salary to at least the national median salary without raising any taxes and to help get rid of these temporary um, classrooms that dot so many of our elementary schools and remove those and make them brick-and-mortar classrooms that the state can help the school districts add on to their buildings and make those brick-and-mortar classrooms. We also want to eliminate the sales tax on food entirely from the state and get the rhino legislature out of their tax and spend box. I went around earlier this year with the tax referendum gathering signatures after the legislature tried to, quote, modernize, unquote, which was actually a tax raise. Uh, And we want to put a big dent in the property taxes, in the sales taxes, in excise taxes um, of the state and get the legislature out of the tax and spend box. Uh, 
the reason we have a tax and spend box is because our state budget has been going up. In the last 20 years in Utah, our budget went from $6 billion in the physical year 2000. And this year, 2020, fiscal year 2020, the legislature approved a budget of $20 billion. The state government has not gotten three times better. It's just gotten three times larger. And this is one more example of how the traditional Republican values of the elected rhinos here in the state of Utah are being ignored. Uh, Reagan would come to Utah and he would not recognize his party. Because you got that right, sir. Okay, there's your two minutes. Let's have you. Wayne Hill uh, in his two minutes. And I know these two aren't debating each other, ladies and gentlemen, but that's one of the things I really want to get across when it comes to debates. I don't think the goal is to attack and respond. I think the goal is to understand what the candidates believe and why. Isn't it? Yeah. Wayne. Yeah, we had a we were in Cheyenne with, with these people, these independents and the Green Party and the Socialist Party, and these are people who've ran for their party nationally for uh, many years. And they, not one of them said anything bad about the other party. And they all had questions from, like, G. Edward Griffin asked them a couple questions. And uh, so they, they had a great debate in the sense they didn't attack anybody. And that was kind of refreshing. And but it, it was refreshing to find out where they really stood because they said they said the socialist says she wants to get everybody and give them everything and uh, ruin the constitution basically what she, she was saying. But basically that's what I think that we need to do is we need to get on board with truth. That would be fun and different, and it would be nice not to attack somebody. And I think the main thing is even if you voted already, you have to go out and get people who haven't voted and get them to vote for the Independent American Party because we're the only non-socialist party on the ballot. So if you want to vote for the Republican, Democrat, or and even the, even the uh, Libertarian, they all are for the mess and for the COVID lie. All right, lie. Wayne Hill with us, ladies and gentlemen, running for Lieutenant Governor. Greg Dorden with us, running for Governor on the Independent American Party. G... Gordon.us is their website. When we come back, Wayne, I'll give you more time. Uh, I have a hard break. I can't control it, but I can give you uninterrupted more time coming straight ahead. All right, good. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. All right, got to get straight to it. Not enough time. Greg Dorden with us, ladies and gentlemen, ready for governor of the state of Utah. Wayne Hill with us, lieutenant governor, independent American party. To learn more, gdorden.us. That's G as in Greg, D-U-E-R-D-E-N.us to learn more. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the government, which governs best, governs least. All right, Wayne was in the middle of a two-minute stretch where he was articulating his beliefs on any topic he wants. One of the things I think moderators never do is just say, the floor is yours, sir. Use your two minutes as you wisely think best. What would you want to tell America? There's no better way to discover what somebody's thinking than that, is it? I don't have any agenda. I haven't asked any question. I'm just saying the floor is yours. Uh, what do you want to say? Go ahead, uh, Wayne. Yeah, I was on saying that we're the only non-socialist party or person on the ballot, on the real ballot, and not a write-in or anything. But we're the only one on socialist, and the other two and three are all supporting the mask and COVID lies. Ron Paul and G. Edward Griffin say that there probably hasn't been anybody really die of just corona. It's it's the if they have health problems, otherwise they have. But Ron says it's the biggest hoax ever and fraud. Basically, it's the biggest fraud ever in the world's history. I believe. And he says that, and G. Edward pretty much says that. Yeah, and, and I uh, agree, except for the uh, Federal Reserve. But other than that, I can. I can <laughs> well, they they were up in the top three. <laughs> Good point. Continue. So, so whichever way, and then I, I think that what we can really do is we you have to realize we're the only ones, probably in any state, that has filed a cease and desist against the governor, and uh, their governor, and our governor. We have filed it, and we are serious. We had it documented and did it two times, actually, and they go in orders, of course, and they've passed out even the Mothers Against Masks. They rescinded the, the justice up there in Utah, if a word that they could use, has stopped it and said their lawsuit has no validity, which is a bunch of bull. There's several places suing Herbert and Cox for that, but if I, my suggestion is that you go on to see Peggy Hall thehealthyamerican.org. Everybody should watch her. She has uses the code and the law that the government has passed to put government people who use a hoax like they are and put them in prison. And she has record of several that are already in prison from doing that. And that's from their own law the Congress has passed. So anyway, Peggy Hall, thehealthyamerican.org, and vote for the Independent American Party 
uh, we were prophesied or whatever you want to say, we would save the liberty as it hangs by a hair. And and basically, some guy told me, he says, Wayne, you can take off the H, and that's what it's hanging by nowadays. So I think we're down to that point where we have suspended the Constitution and the liberty has been suspended in air, and we don't get on to it real quick. The Democrats and the Republicans are going to be total communists instead of just socialists. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's no doubt liberty is in the balance, and there's no doubt as the people embrace wickedness, we have a tyrannical <laughs> realities <laughs> facing us. I'm trying to think of the word to articulate here. Now, we have tyrannical realities facing us from religious liberty right on down to where if you want to wear a mask or not, everyone's going to have Halloween every single day these days. It's insanity. You go to the airport and they say, take your mask off so I can look at your mug and confirm your papers. And then they say, why do you have your mask off? You're going to kill everybody. I mean, these people are insane, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Kurt? Well, uh, you two gentlemen, uh, the question that I uh, would like to ask you, and uh, maybe it's an invitation as well, um, you know, about 30 years ago, uh, Sam and I uh, realized, uh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not aware of it, Sam's been blind since he was born, and uh, he and I realized that, uh, well, he came up with the phrase, uh, he who owns the media makes the rules. And uh, we found that, um, you know, there were very good messages available to people, but um, they were only available if you hunted and dug deep. And in this case, uh, we're talking about these two particular parties and their messages. And you you may find yourself thinking, hey, I've never really heard of these things. And, and that illustrates the point that, hey, without media at least either that you own or that's very friendly to you, you'll never get your message out. We decided to uh, be involved in the media. Sam literally sold his house and bought a radio station. Since then, he uh, owns and or operates a radio network that provides programming to other stations. But we would invite you and all those friends of yours, uh, gentlemen, uh, to consider the idea that a small group of people whether it's the LGBT crowd or, you know, the uh, billionaires that run and own the big media, uh, they control things pretty well. And we, as a small group of concerned Americans, could, if we unite, uh, do a similar kind of thing. Uh, you know, I was just noticing in our area where we live, there's several radio stations that are available for sale. They would take work, but they would make it so that people like you and, and uh, others of your friends could literally get their message out and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So my question and or invitation is, hey, join us. And uh, what do you think of that idea to get your message out? Well, Greg Kurt, first, the, then Wayne. Go ahead, Greg. Okay. Uh, the IAP actually does have and is putting together what we call IAP radio. So we would have content for other radio stations and put it on the on the web so that people could hear the, the Constitution classes, the uh, viewpoints of people like Scott Bradley, 
here in Utah or G. Edward Griffin um, get some of their material on. So we're already working in that regard. It's it's a terrific idea, Kurt, and I applaud Sam and you for being patriots on the air and promoting the cause of liberty and freedom. Right. Yeah, you started you started about the same time that Go ahead, did or I did. And uh, so I think we're all on the same page, and that sounds like a neat idea. All right, I want to do this now really quick because we're running out of time. You know what? The other things that they never do in debates or never do in the news is they never let the newsmaker or the host or the – okay, they never have them on the hot seat, okay? When does the candidate get to ask the newsman a question or ask the moderator a question? And the reason that's so important is because then you can jettison the bias that they have instantly. You can change the game and have a discussion. And the goal isn't to put the moderator in a hot seat in trouble, but the goal is to be open. When they control everything, no doubt the outcome's favorable to them, whoever they want, whoever they're promoting. So I'm going to ask Greg, go ahead and ask me a question. Any question you want to ask of a media man. Okay. Well, since I'm also a media man, I've been a newspaper man for 40 years and a TV news uh, broadcaster and radio news director. Um, We have 148 hours until the end of this election, give or take. And what would you as a media mogul, uh, what would you suggest or voters to do to find the right candidate, the correct candidate for whether it's president, governor, or um, mayor, uh, or um, legislator, what would your suggestion be to the voters to find the, the best candidate? The first thing I would do is I'd look at the Republicans and Democrats and say they've had control for literally 100 plus years or more. Uh, And I say that only 100 years because it demarks kind of the change. Before that, they had a lot better views, and over time, they've become less and less interested in the Constitution. So I'd say they've literally, the two of them have destroyed this country. And if you're running on those tickets for the most part, with rare exception, I don't know how you can fix this country because your party will swamp you, even if you have great intentions. So what I would do is say, hey, who can build a better mousetrap? Who can understand the Constitution have a fidelity to it, and who can honor their oath of office. And I look at it and I say I would start looking at the third parties. And then I would clearly say use the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights as your guide. And the only question left would be who has the greatest chance of fidelity to those documents, in other words, the rule of law, the supreme law of our land, and who has the ability to get there and not be compromised. Not to the point where they mean well, but they can't get it done, if you will. And then I would get on my knees with the final list of people who I believe is realistic for that. And I'd pray about it. And then I'd get up and I'd smile and I'd be really quiet. And whatever came into my mind, I would vote for. How's that for an answer, sir? Awesome. Amen. That was awesome. Amen. (laughs) All right. You got to crack at it before the end of the hour. You got to hurry, Wayne. Okay. I just wanted to tell you that if you're already voted... You can go out and get somebody who hasn't and tell them that there's one party, one person, one, two people on the ballot that will stand up for the Constitution, liberty, and the freedom of getting rid of these illegal mandates and a bunch of BS. I I say they all have BS degrees. 
uh, from doing this farce and the COVID lies and, and uh, hoax. And they ought to be in prison. That's what the law says. And we want to give a constitution to everybody, but the Democrats and Republicans don't want that because they'd all have to put handcuffs on and because promoting socialism is a felony. All right, that's quick where question they for me, Wayne. Yeah, uh, just how do we get the word out? Uh, we, I The think- best way that I know to get the word out is what Kurt basically said. Listen to me. If we had literally, just listen to me carefully, if we had 1,000 Americans that would put a dollar a day into the sacred cause of liberty. Uh, the amount that they spend on a Coca-Cola or a hot chocolate or a coffee or whatever they do, uh, less than what they'd spend on an energy drink. If we had 1,000 Americans, that's not a very big number, and we had $1,000 a day then, in 30 days we'd have $30,000. We'd have $365,000 a year, and we could buy the media, and we don't have to control all the media. We don't have to have the biggest stations in the nation. We just have to have a very dedicated, tiny group of people backed by the new media taking center stage is another term that I use. And if we literally had the new media taking center stage, they couldn't ignore us. They would be forced to discuss the things we discuss. We would force issues on the mainstream press or they would start to look foolish and they would become marginalized and they would become as they deserve to be the yesteryear media. So I submit to you that we get a dedicated thousand Americans together for starters. That gives us $365,000 in a year. If we could get 10,000 Americans together, then we're into the millions. I think that's possible. 10,000 people in America is not even one-tenth of one percent, is it? Okay. We need to get together and be dedicated, and I'm telling you, you'll never get any message out substantially or significantly unless you own a piece of the media and can call the shots. That is my answer, sir. Awesome. Well, I'd like to get together with you sometime and discuss how we've tried to get the independents together and what happened. And then this meeting we just came from, from Cheyenne, how that turned out. It'd be good to do another program sometime. We'll make it happen, gentlemen. Our prayers are with you. Just so you guys understand, Independent American Party, G as in Greg, Dorden, D-U-E-R-D-E-N. GDorden.us, the website. We're talking about Greg Dorden and Wayne Hill running for governor and lieutenant governor of the state of Utah. And remember, the government that governs least governs best. Gentlemen, our prayers are with you. Godspeed. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Sam and Kurt, ladies and gentlemen, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore America. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Pushman, Kurt Crosby on your radio live. Hard hitting talk radio, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for October the 28th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers yes indeed we use the blueprint for liberty the supreme law of the land the constitution for the united states of america as our guide we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips 
And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. LovingLiberty.net, LibertyRoundTable.com, the websites for us to learn more, to listen to live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. Liberty Roundtable Live is live two hours a day, six days a week. On the Sabbath, we rest. Without further ado, our esteemed guest today, Mr. Don Blankenship, and he is running for President of the United States of America on the Constitution Party ticket. And the interesting thing about Don is he is a man of the people for sure. Okay, he's got a third wave plan for America, which we'll get into in just a second. But Don, without further ado, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you for having me. Tell us a 30-second on who who is Don. Who are you, sir? Well, it's a, a guy that has seen uh, every uh, every level of the economic cycle and been abused by the government for years and years and tries to do the right thing uh, every time he faces an issue. So uh, just a pretty ordinary guy from southern West Virginia, East Kentucky, that uh, – Worked in the coal mines and eventually became the president of a coal company and uh, ran for the U.S. Senate and and now is running for president. Ladies and gentlemen, he's running for president on the Constitution Party. It's known as the Party of Integrity, Liberty, and Prosperity by following the principles laid out by our founding fathers. Now you got a unique campaign uh, effort, if you will. You're calling the the Third Way Plan for America, right? That's right, yeah. Go ahead, sir. What does that uh, mean? Well, it means it's an actual plan. Not only is it a third plan with two or three elements, it's also uh, a different plan than the Republicans and the Democrats have. Of course, the Republicans and Democrats simply want to argue and and, uh, put drama on television, get reelected, and continue to uh, damage the country. So we're... We're trying to come up with answers to those problems that uh, the country needs to have fixed. Uh, among them are corruption uh, by the government, which uh, I call it legalized corruption because they've passed a lot of laws that allows them to do things that they should not be allowed to do. And, of course, uh, the media, which is in lockstep many times with delivering the propaganda that uh, that we are fed you know, in the, in the public. So... We feel like that there's answers to the illegal immigration, uh, stop policing the world, return to the Constitution, and enforce the laws, and the country will be great again. Because most of what we talk about are the symptoms of having abandoned the principles that our founders put in place 200-plus years ago. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the three principles to the third-way plan that Don has to offer for America. There's three principles involved. Let's see. What is it? Equality, ethics, and exactness. Let's talk about equality first. I think this is a huge one. We've started to divide into classes in America, haven't we, Don? Yeah. You know, what I say about it, you know, they they sometimes try to call me a racist. But basically, uh, you know, God created us equal. It's not the job's government to make us equal. We're equal when we're born. And uh, when you give certain elements of society privileges that means you're taking away someone else's right to be equal and be treated equal so uh, we we will do more to help uh, the different elements of our society get along if we treat them equally and uh, that's 
everything from policing to getting into colleges to getting jobs, every element of a person's life. And so uh, we need to recognize uh, that diversity, while it can bring some advantages, is very difficult for a government because it's hard for a government to uh, oversee people of every religion, every culture, every color, <clears throat> every background. And so uh, it's important that we return to treating people equally rather than creating animosity by creating by treating them differently. Ladies and gentlemen, the third way is a very unique approach to solving the problems in America. It's based on principle. It's not based on politics. It's based on an understanding of who we are as Americans. When I think of the first word here, equality, you know, I don't think of how tall somebody is or how educated somebody is or how what I think of is before God and the proper role of government, we all have equal opportunity. We all have God-given inalienable rights that cannot be taken away or manipulated no matter who we are. We're all God's children, and therefore we ought to be treated as such. We ought to treat one another as such. And before God and government, this sacred principle stands, equality. Don, is that an articulation of what you're talking about? Yeah, very much so. You know, it's uh, it's something that we get away from because we let uh, thoughts enter our mind that we're going to make it more equal. But it is equal if we just leave it alone. When the government starts tampering with what a person's rights are and whether this person or that person can score higher or lesser on a college entrance exam or whether there uh, needs to be a quota in terms of how many of one race are hired by companies, it creates inequality. It doesn't create equality. And that's, uh, that's something that we need to be able to talk about. Talking about it uh, sometimes gets you in trouble with a lot of the media, particularly the left. And, uh, and so people don't talk about it, but certainly uh, we need to be treated equally and not treated unequally. And uh, how has the media treated you when it comes to equality to get your word out, debate-wise, media-wise, and other? Well, uh, you know, I sued the national media March the 15th, 2019, and since then they haven't mentioned my name before the saying all kinds of things, everything from the fact I'm an imbecile to a moron to an idiot that uh, can't vote for myself, a felon. They called me everything that they could think of to call me uh, when they saw that I was going to win a U.S. Senate race and people were beginning to listen to me because they know that I'm very anti-establishment, uh, so much so that I had even said I was would not vote for Mitch McConnell to be retained as Senate Majority Leader. And uh, so it's one of those situations where the, the media is an extension, you know, Fox and so forth are an extension of the uh, Republican Party and MSNBC, CNN, extension of the Democratic Party. And people uh, get caught up in that and lose sight of the fact that neither party is doing what's right for the country. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, the media a little bit more before we uh, continue on to ethics. And before we carry on to exactness as well, you know, when it comes to equality, the mainstream press has a, an axe to grind agenda. And you've sued them over this. Basically, you're saying, hey, they're not being open and honest and fair at all. They're spiking stories and manipulating reality. The American people can't really be accountable for what they're doing if they don't get the information. 
Yeah, the advantage of what I'm doing is that they they built a bridge that went too far. You know, they can get by under current law, which is bad, uh, calling you an imbecile or a moron or an idiot or saying you can't vote for yourself. They can do lots of things, but they made the mistake, uh, they being all of the national media, of calling me a felon. And I've never been convicted of a felony, nor, uh, uh, you know, will I ever be convicted of a felony because I've never committed one. So they, when they started calling me a felon, uh, it was about a week out before the West Virginia primary election in 2018. And they did that because I had taken the lead in the poll against two lifetime politicians. And uh, they just panicked, and they wanted to beat me so badly, and uh, the Republican establishment wanted to beat me so badly that they got out of bounds, and now they're in trouble because that lawsuit is now in its 19th month and uh, is progressing very well. And most people thought that we couldn't win it, but it looks to me like we will win it. All right, so you sued a bunch of media outlets, a bunch of organizations. You even sued Donald Trump Jr., right? Yeah, Donald Trump Jr. and uh, now head of the uh, National Republican Senatorial Committee, Kevin McLaughlin, uh, which both of them called me a felon. Um, uh, I sued Fox, MSNBC, CNN, Washington Post, Boston Globe. So basically what happened, uh, it shows how herd-like the media can be because once Judge Napolitano of Fox said I went to prison for manslaughter, uh, then within... Within 10 days, I had been called a felon more than 100 times in the international meeting. So hold on a minute. Judge Napolitano said that you went to jail as a felon for manslaughter? Yes. What happened was uh, I had been in prison for a misdemeanor, which nobody ever goes to prison for a misdemeanor. But I was running a large coal company that had a mine explosion, and uh, they charged me with Security and Exchange Commission false filings uh, facing 30 years in prison, but rather than plea bargain, which they thought I would do, I went to trial and, and uh, was found not guilty of all all the felony charges, but they uh, were able to get the jury uh, by keeping them uh, in deliberations for three weeks to convict me of a misdemeanor, and they sent me to prison for a misdemeanor and in a prison with 2,400 felons. Then when I got out, I ran from a halfway house. All right, hold on. I want to give you a chance to talk more. How big is the lawsuit? $12, $12 billion? $12 billion, yeah. All right, we'll talk about it with Don Blankenship in seconds. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. I didn't get asked to the junior prom, and it's raining, which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left, and I was so mad I got out, and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money, and then I dropped it in the water, and I was late for history, and so at lunchtime, I had to find something on John Stuart Mill, which, of course, our library didn't have, so I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom, and she found something on the internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me, and that's a whole other story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot the bibliography so I had to do that with my mother when I got home and it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning and I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew but my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team and you know I'm just not going to go to the prom no matter who asks me I just want to stay home with my mom and dad family and just hang out isn't it about time unless Dustin asked me from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly 
declare themselves to be. They would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. All right, Don Blankenship, Constitution Party, riding shotgun. Don Blankenship is a man of serious intent, ladies and gentlemen. Intent to restore the republic of the traditions of our founders, that is. All right. ConstitutionParty.com to learn more. Um, you can also go to DonBlankenship.com and learn more. So let's talk a little bit more about this lawsuit in the media. Don Blankenship okay. files $12 billion defamation lawsuit against major media. Now, they lied. They said you were a felon. Uh, they said that you uh, got convicted of manslaughter. Uh, neither things are true. The bottom line, though, is one or two people drive the wedge. The rest of them just jump on board virtually ignorantly because they don't do their research. I've been in the media for a long time. Very few of us really dig. Um, is that what's happened? I think that's a, a part of what's happened. Uh, I do think, though, that the Republican Party uh, spread the message, you know, everywhere they could and, and convinced some of the major networks that it was true originally. Uh, we have proof that uh, some of them that are pretty well known are on TV every night. I'm under a, a, uh, a document where I can't say too much detail, but uh, some of them knew it. Some of them probably didn't. It's interesting, though. I mean, most people, most Americans don't know that these Fox News is independent, but the other networks like CNN, MSNBC, and uh, ABC, and so forth, are owned by Disney and Comcast and AT and T, and these companies are worth six hundred billion dollars. So when they hear that I've sued them for twelve billion dollars, when the public hears that, they think it's outrageous, but it's only 2% of their net worth, and it's about what they make in a couple of months. And unless they're stopped from defaming candidates like that uh, and, you know, basically sabotaging federal elections, we don't have a democracy. So uh, hopefully the jury will see it that way, and uh, they will punish them adequately to discourage them from trying to buy the U.S. Senate. All right, your attorney, his name is Eric Early. He makes an interesting statement that I really like. He says it's beyond wrong when they lie about facts. Yeah, that's what's got him in trouble. Like I said, uh, it's a black and white thing. The judge ruled that uh, they actually tried to argue, they be in the national media, that there's not a big difference between a felon and a misdemeanor. And the judge made a mockery of that by saying that to the voter, there's a big difference between a felony and a misdemeanor and uh 
calling someone a felon who's not is defamation per se. In other words, it's uh, it's not even arguable, and uh, you know he's already determined that. I tried to run an ad on Fox that that said that a judge had ruled uh, a defamation per se. In other words, that they had defamed me, and Fox wouldn't run the ad because they said it would disparage the network. Uh, it's it's remarkable that they can report uh, a lie for the truth and won't pay, won't run a paid for ad that has the truth in it. What about representation from others who uh, have been successful? I've seen a lot of these lawsuits, and the media just simply has almost governmental protection, if you will. As you mentioned, they're kind of an extension of these two parties, and it almost seems like they have governmental protection. But one guy's actually winning in court and doing very well. Kurt, do you want to add to this? Well, there's the uh, what they call him. They call him the Covington kid. I don't know if. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with him, Don. Um, yeah, but, Sandman. Uh, okay, um, Nick Sandman, and and you know who his representation is. Yes, representative. And I don't know if uh, you know yours. Your guy could work with him, but it sure seems like these could be kind of conjoined, or at least, um, um, you know, at least shared information and. Uh, you know, with the goal of trying to get the establishment media to, uh, well, actually be honest. Yes, yeah, quite an undertaking to get them to do that. But there is a, a difference when you're what they call a public figure. And I don't know how much time we have. It's pretty difficult. But in 1964, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that when you're dealing with a well-known public figure that you can basically uh, exaggerate or defame him and he has to prove that you knew it was that if they were defaming you and you have to prove the damages it's a much more difficult hurdle than Sandman has uh, because he wasn't a public figure or well known but in my case uh, we've cleared those hurdles at least initially and what I'm hoping will happen is we will be able to get the courts to to uh, take a different route and stop the nonsense that we're not equal that if you have a podium and the audience can hear you and you can influence public opinion they shouldn't hold you to a higher standard when the media begins to defame you it's really one of the worst things going on in the country it's a direct violation of the first amendment and it prevents the public from hearing from people that have the means or the popularity to be heard from telling them the truth because the media will discredit you by calling you a felon or calling you a pedophile or calling you an idiot so that people don't believe your message. And that's what I'm trying to achieve. Ladies and gentlemen, this is serious when we talk about this. This is not a joke. Uh, And the reason that we're so cynical about these lawsuits uh, is because we've seen good, honest people get absolutely abused by the media. I've been one of them. But a buddy of mine, a good buddy, James Edwards, he runs a radio program called The Political Cesspool. And they claim he's a racist. And here's literally what happened in a Michigan court. A Michigan newspaper said that James Edwards was a leader of the KKK. Well, it turns out James Edwards is not only not a leader of the KKK, he's never even been a member. Now get what happened, Don Blankenship. Here's what happened. They went to court. The court ruled in favor of the newspaper man who said he was a leader of the KKK, even though that's the classic case of when libel 
and slander has been committed. What the judge said was, based on Aesop's fables, based on the company James keeps, you're allowed to say, since he's a public figure, that he's a leader of the KKK, even though he's never even been a member of the KKK, much less a leader. And they set case precedent in Michigan. And the reason I'm spending so much time on this is to let your attorney know this is serious business, and you better guard against that because they'll use James's case against you. Yeah, it's a situation where they've got a lot of case law that they've used to trump the Constitution. I tell my attorneys all the time that when we file something, we should refer to the Constitution and just say all oh, this case law is irrelevant because uh, it's you know the judges can't make law. But, uh, of course, in reality, they do make law. But uh, we're going to win this case. Uh, it's, uh, it's really come down to we've already got enough evidence to true discovery to show that they knew that I was a felon. The, the Republican Party, seven, six or seven senators had asked that they stop me from winning the election. Uh, the head of the current head of the NRSC went on prison, went on uh, television and said, Pick your poison with the sky. He's a convicted felon that can't even vote for himself. Carl Rove said that I was moron, idiot, uh, and so forth and so on. So there's, we already have the evidence. Uh, what we're trying to do now is prove that it was done under a conspiracy by the establishment to make sure that a non-establishment guy didn't win. And so we're uh, we're trying to take it to even a, a higher level. And I think that we will successful at that as well. Fox is refusing to turn over documents, so we know there's something there. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's hard to focus on the elections with their election fraud. And what I mean by that is by the time they sideshow this, by the time they lie about one of the candidates, literally commit libel slander, by the time they then bury this thing and they get a lawsuit rolling, uh, they believe they're going to be protected forever. And one day this uh, dam, if you will, is going to bust loose in the waters of truth. They're going to come a flooding in on them all. I don't know when or how or what, but I'm telling you, it's bound to happen, Don. Yeah, I hope that this is what does it. It's, uh, <clears throat> this one, they're caught red-handed. You know, they lied about the accident at the coal mine. Uh, you know, I, we know that. I wrote a book called Obama's Deadliest Cover-Up, which if any of your people want to see it, it's uh, available on Amazon, and it explains how they destroyed documents. They even bragged in an email about uh, having a shredding party to destroy documents during a criminal investigation, and uh, the prosecutors lied to the judge. The Department of Justice wrote a 97-page report uh, showing over 100 different uh, prosecutorial misconduct actions that the prosecutors took, and I was tried by the son of the federal judge in the same courthouse. So, I mean, it, it's just unbelievable the amount of incest and corruption and lies and misbehavior that they will undertake. And all of that was driven to stop my brief speech. I, I had posted a documentary on the television and the website about the government blowing up the coal mine. Ladies uh, and gentlemen, they all have blood on their hands is the subtitle of the book. We'll come back, talk more about that as well. I'm glad we've only used a half hour. Don's a fascinating gentleman. DonBlankenship.com, running for President of the United States of America on the Constitution Party. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The Hunter Biden emails discovered on an abandoned laptop is now under investigation by the Senate Homeland Securities Committee. Joe Biden's wife, Jill, on CBS Sunday Morning says her family is off limits. I don't think he should be attacking my family. My family is not fair game. Joe is running against him. That's different. Not my children. Joe Biden repeatedly has claimed he's never spoken to his son about overseas business dealings. Whistleblower Tony Bobolinsky on Fox News said that's a lie. Or Joe Biden at a, uh, at a public debate referencing Russian disinformation when he knows he sat face to face with me, that I was traveled around the world with his son and his brother. Looks like Hurricane Zeta is going to make landfall right through New Orleans in a few hours. The fifth named storm to hit Louisiana this year. Winds are reported at 90 miles an hour, and the storm surge is 5 to 8 feet above normal. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with balance of nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I've had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. A second night of unrest broke out in Philadelphia Tuesday following the police officer's shooting death of Walter Wallace Jr. Police said 27-year-old Wallace Jr. was coming at officers with a knife and ignored orders to drop the weapon before officers opened fire Monday afternoon in West Philadelphia. Wallace's parents said Tuesday night that officers knew their son was in a mental health crisis because they had been to the family's house three times on Monday. Philly Police Commissioner Outlaw said it was unclear what the responding officers knew about Wallace. Well, there were no storks, but lots of jets. USA Radio News' Val Dior explains. According to airport officials at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, a baby was born just outside a terminal. Officers from the Department of Public Safety, DPS, jumped into action to help deliver the baby. Airport officials said both the mother and the baby are doing well. The baby is believed to be the first child ever born at DFW Airport. For USA Radio News, I'm Val Dior. If both mother and baby are healthy, one can fly when the infant is two weeks of age. USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Don Blankenship with us. DonBlankenship.com, ConstitutionParty.com. I'm going to do a fact check really quick, Don. Okay. Uh, they claim you're a felon, but I'm going to uh, highlight this really quick. You were the former CEO of Massey Energy, right? Yes. You did spend a year in federal prison. And let's be clear, after a misdemeanor conviction for what they say is conspiring to violate safety regulations prior to a deadly mining, what they call disaster. That happened in 2010. Now, let's be clear. He was acquitted of all felony charges. Is that factual? That's correct. 
All right, now I bring this up not to focus on your misdemeanor, uh, but to focus on that's really the core of this book, to answer and to respond in a meaningful way of who really done it. Is that accurate? That's correct, yeah. They blew the coal mine up, and they did. Uh, they tried to put me in prison to hide the fact they blew it. <laughs> and the problem with the misdemeanor issue is, in reality, hey, when those people frame you and take you down, I mean, you're lucky all you had was misdemeanors with their lies. Yeah, they thought I would plea bargain, I'm pretty sure, but I faced 30 years in prison 40 miles from the coal mine with a jury of people from that area, and uh, the family uh, members of the deceased miners sitting in the audience and everything, and uh, they still found me not guilty, and, and that was after the government had cheated by with, withholding evidence, destroying evidence, and everything else they could do, so it was quite remarkable, really. Quite a testimony. Saved too. by a jury of peers? Yeah, by 12 years, 36 to nothing on the felony counts. And uh, Now, ladies and gentlemen, was... hold on. Even the most basic of journalists should be able to get that right. You got to have a Sam Bushman fact check these people. You got to have, okay, what's going on around here, ladies and gentlemen? And this is really the key to Don's whole efforts. Not only is the author of an incredible book, it's an incredible read. Obama's deadliest cover-up. They all have blood on their hands. There's an audio book out there for that, too. Check it out. You'll dig it. Anyway, Don has a third-way plan for America. And the first piece of that is three principles, equality. He sure did not get equality in the courts. Thank heavens for juries. But let's talk about ethics here. They got an ethical conundrum all the way to the courts once again, don't they, Don? Yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable to... to... You know, just the principle that the prosecutors and the judges are in the same courthouse, eat lunch together, travel together on the same elevators together, go to the same parties, graduated from the same schools. I mean, so you're you're not going in there with a judge and a prosecution and a defendant. You're going in there with prosecutors and judges that know extreme each other extremely well. And most people would and, be and let me add, have an obligation not to turn on their team, if you will, because it'll be heck to pay forever if they do. Their careers yeah. will be over, sir. And they're all political creatures. And then for one of them to be the son of a, a the senior federal judge on the same in the same courthouse, and to be uh, that judge to be running around saying that convicting me will be worth a million dollars in earned media for his son to run for governor, which he declared for governor as soon as the trial ended. Uh, those types of situations just shouldn't exist in America. The, the basis of the system is actually far worse than many international uh, law courts and many other countries. I could talk to you about it all day, but what they yeah. do is they put their case on it and redirect. They don't put their, you know, their worst part of the case uh, on in direct examination and allow you to recross it they put it on and redirect and then they won't let you recross so you really don't get to uh, counterbalance well and then what they do business. as you mentioned that fox right now is withholding documents or whatever else they also withhold exculpatory evidence in a meaningful way they lie and then you can't get the proof that they're lying i mean it goes on and on yeah the good news of this case is that uh, and the other oddity about it uh, what happens is when you uh, you know you've been convicted, you've been through all this, and you find all this prosecution misconduct, you file a motion to have the conviction voided, and that's filed in a different court 
with the magistrate, federal magistrate judge, and he actually, in my case, recommended to the trial judge that the conviction be voided because of so much prosecution misconduct. The trial judge, uh, instead of agreeing with him, which they do 99% of the time, not only disagreed with him and wouldn't void the conviction, but ruled that I couldn't even appeal her rejection of the other judge's uh, recommendation to void the conviction. So I had to file a, an appeal to the Fourth Circuit uh, asking for the certificate of appeal because she wouldn't grant one. And just uh, last Friday. Uh-oh, you're still there, Don? Oh, I think we might have lost Don. Kurt, do you want to comment on this? I'll grab him. Oh. In Ohio. Oh, there you go, Don. <laughs> Repeat a little bit. Yeah. You disappeared for a second. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, what happened was the magistrate judge ruled that the, my conviction be voided and the trial judge wouldn't allow it, but she wouldn't even allow me to appeal. By, she refused to issue a certificate of appeal, which is unheard of. But I appealed the fact that I couldn't appeal, and the Fourth Circuit on Friday agreed that I could appeal. Then the prosecutor, who was... Uh, an Ohio prosecutor uh, refused to make a filing, so they sent this misdemeanor cases now in Maine Justice in Washington, D.C., and they're going to object to the the recommendation that the conviction be voided. And again, all this is about a misdemeanor. The other part of it that I'll quickly throw in is that uh, when Trump got elected, the prosecutor who, who had overseen the trial had been fired by Trump and they put in a new prosecutor, he was going to drop the case because of the misconduct. But then suddenly, for whatever reason, the case moved to Kentucky and that prosecutor was recused and went to McConnell's uh, close friend's son, who was a prosecutor in Kentucky. I complained about that publicly. They moved the case to Ohio. The Ohio guy immediately asked for two or three months to assess the case. But it's it's unbelievable what this misdemeanor case has been through in order for them to be able to label me the way they have and prevent me from uh, being having a voice, if you will. It's almost too much to even know how to respond to, Kurt. The the courts in the land are so corrupt, and we see uh, just by the grace of God, a few people win. Thank heavens, Ammon Bundy's free. Uh, thank heavens, Don Blankenship only had a, a, a misdemeanor. We have got to create accountability in this nation. And if we don't, it's only a matter of time. It's curtains, Kurt. Well, and uh, Don is right to uh, do what he's doing, at least in my opinion. There'll be some that say, oh, you know, you need to just, uh, you know, enjoy your retirement or something like that. Just kick back and play uh, shuffleboard. But I'll tell you what, um, you know, thank goodness for people like him that show us how to, uh, you know, move forward and to try to get justice, even in, you know, I guess you could say almost the uh, face of, uh, well, overwhelming odds. Uh, but uh, the founding fathers did that, um, and thank goodness they did. And and with uh, God's help and his efforts, um, you know, I think good things will continue to happen. Yeah, it's it's really hard to describe how how bad it is because uh, you know if you describe how bad it is people tend not to believe it but it's really almost as bad as back uh, before
before the founders wrote the Constitution when people could testify to the dreams. They had people testifying to what other people had told them, but the person doing the testifying didn't know who it was that told him, didn't know where the person worked or where the person lived or anything. So they were allowing hearsay and they were putting documents in, as I said earlier, on redirect examination and not allowing any recross. Uh, they were allowing newspaper articles in as evidence, but one that y'all were particularly be offended by was we wanted to show a video of a safety meeting wherein we had spoken about how important it was to comply with the rules and the laws, but there was a we had given a prayer right before the meeting, and when the judge saw that the meeting video had a prayer on it, she wouldn't allow it into evidence because it had a prayer in it. It's, uh, it's Criminal activity at the highest levels. Now, here's a statement from President Trump, and I want Don Blankenship to respond to it. Here we go. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe, and morally deformed. They will attack you. They will slander you. They will seek to destroy your career and your family. They will seek to destroy everything about you, including your reputation. They will lie, lie, lie. And then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever's necessary. The Clintons are criminals. Remember that. They're criminals. But hold on, Don Blankenship had to sue Donald Trump Jr.? All right, hold on a minute. I want to give you a chance to respond, but there's a hard break, Don. Please be patient. We'll come straight back to you in a second. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. 
Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, so he said, Donald Trump said, they'll destroy you, they'll do anything. And then he goes on and he basically says, eventually, I'm going to open up the laws to libel and slander. These people have got to stop this. President Trump gave a candid truth on the campaign trail. Uh, What happened, Don? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think that he got full of uh, fake news. I think he sat there and watched Fox and uh, what Napolitano said. And of course, You're breaking up a bit, Don. If you could try to move oh, to a well. different spot, that'd be great. You're breaking up a little bit. Go ahead and uh, try to move by a window. or uh, Anyway, continue, sir. Yeah, I think that. Uh Uh-oh, we're losing Don here. I apologize for this. Go ahead, Don. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Yeah, I think Trump got fooled because he saw the media and said, and, uh, you know, I don't really know for sure whether he knew or his son knew or not, but his son texted out that I was a felon and that uh, people shouldn't vote for me and so forth, but uh, we don't know the truth of no, no well, I, I do know a little bit more than most people think. I actually had Donald Trump Jr. on the radio on Super Tuesday with me. And I had James Edwards with me at the time. And they claimed that we were both racist. And Donald Trump Jr. is consorting with racists and, and this kind of stuff. And the bottom line is CNN tried to attack me using Hope Hicks as the wing woman uh, to abuse me. And I fired back so hard at those people they had to recant and change their story. At the end of the day, they said I was a quality patriotic radio program. Well, you know, uh, Trump Jr., I think, sometimes gets carried away with himself. And, of course, President Trump's so busy, he probably doesn't have time to learn the facts. But the truth of the matter is I've had Trump policies uh, for a long time. I did a documentary in 2014 uh, uh, that we had to stop illegal immigration, stop the waste, stop the trade with China. But, you know, it's funny to watch the people that Trump has surrounded himself with. They were free traders, and now the I've been preaching that we shouldn't be giving our jobs to China and transferring our pollution to Asia rather than dealing with it and so forth. And uh, But Trump has pretty much the policies we believe in, except that he doesn't go by principle as much as he ought to. And that's the reason that people should vote for, for me and the Constitution Party. We, we're not only uh, of the right policy, we have the right principles and the right integrity. All right, uh, so Donald Trump should be promoting you uh, because he really doubled down on the campaign trail and said he wanted to go back to tried and true energy coal. Who knows more about it than Don? Yeah, it was odd because he came into West Virginia and, uh, you know, really got the highest percentage of the vote. I think he got anywhere in the United States was in West Virginia, and he couldn't have had a better ally than me. In fact, even after Trump Jr. called me a felon, I tweeted to, to Jr. that his dad would be uh, – if I won, and I would be his biggest, or had been his biggest supporter. But I think they, uh, you know, they got carried away, and uh, McConnell and uh, many of the other McConnell, uh, Republican senators convinced me in that 2018 election, and he didn't do his homework. I've, I've said that he should vet who he's going to uh, be in favor of for becoming a U.S. senator, like he does the Supreme Court, rather than just uh, not not learning who people are. 
Roger that. That's for sure. Anyway, bottom line is uh, Donald Trump Jr. oftentimes doesn't do his homework. Our prayers are still with those guys. They've done a lot of good for pro-life. We'll give them credit where credit is due. But America needs more of a drastic plan, Don. Well, we need to, you know, it's so easy when you have a, you know, passion for this issue or that issue or this uh, question or that question to run away from the principles. You you know, you, you don't want to lie to sell your position. You don't want to. You know, you don't want to be uh, unfair. Uh, you want to make sure you recognize any good points the other side makes because that leads to credibility and leads to really good discussion. But calling people names, calling them felons, bigots, or as the President Trump was describing there, being totally unfair in the court system and so forth, that doesn't do anything but deteriorate both positions. And that's what the American public is so upset about is that you know, they want answers to illegal immigration. They want uh, abortions to be in some really, you know, extreme circumstances like the mother's going to die. They they want things done rather than things to be used for political football. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn the tables on Don Blankenship here for a quick second. Normally, the mediator, the newsman, the arbitrator, the whatever in a debate or in, in, in a news story or article, what they do is they ask all the questions. And poor Don has to play defense and wonder what I'm going to ask next. Um, I don't like to play that game all the time. I mean, I like to answer questions that draw people out and help you understand who they truly are. I don't have uh, engineered gotcha questions, but I do have questions designed to help you get familiar with who we're talking to. Uh, and help you understand what they believe, what they say, what they understand, and why. That's my job, not to attack, but to really let you learn for yourself who these people are and then let you make up your own mind about what you've heard and learned and listened to and, and what you believe related to it. The reason I tell you all this is, Don, what I want to do as the newsman now is turn the tables. You ask me any question you want, and I'll answer it. And then the second thing I'm going to do is the debate people always give you two minutes of uninterrupted time. But what they do is they engineer your two minutes against you. What I'm going to do is open up your two minutes, and I'm not even going to bait the question. I'm just going to say, talk about whatever you want to to America. So first, ask me a question. Secondly, we'll give you two minutes to say anything you want, uninterrupted, without any agendas involved. How's that? Uh, okay. I don't know if I very well because I've never been on that side. But, you know, I guess the, what I see is I, I see a country that uh, is moving towards socialism and uh, and and basically the Green New Deal and so forth are things that we have either done in the past that failed or, or things that uh, other countries have done and failed. So my question to you would be, why is the media so ignorant that they continue to promote things that have been proven to be failures in the past rather than supporting the Constitution, which is really the only political party platform the Constitution parties uh, platform is the Constitution that has proven to be successful. It is what created the most successful country of all time. So why don't we just enforce the Constitution and stop the nonsense? All right. So since I'm in the new media taking center stage, I um, understand his point and completely agree and have the same question is how I would answer first. But I'm going to answer the question by saying this. Their quest for fame, their quest for fortune, their quest for uh, acceptance is so great that they've got fortune above freedom. They've got uh, lies above truth. And the reason they have it all mixed up is their quest for priestcrafts, their quest for adulation, 
their quest to be a rock star, to be known, to be the anointed ones, to be loved, and their raw desire for power drives them at any cost to ignore all things holy and honorable. And I submit to you that I don't seek for power. I seek to pull it down. And these people have a different agenda because they're driven by money and fame. They're driven by this uh, who's who network. They all, as you mentioned, go to the same parties. And to them, the lure of the world as opposed to God is so strong that it's a very, very uh, unique once-in-a-lifetime individual to buck that trend and handle the responsibilities that come with true, honest reporting uh, and not get caught up in that worldly adulation agenda that's drunk with power and money, sir. That is the answer to your question. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's selfishness and uh, self-gain, and that's, uh, it's, it's human nature, unfortunately. Uh, you know, it seems like uh, that there's far more of those type people than there are good, honest people in the media and elsewhere, for that matter. And, and, and the media, uh, by its nature, attracts those kind of people. It's like being a rock star. Pretty soon, hey, everybody loves you. You're important. You're uh, powerful. You've got money. Pretty soon, you've got bodyguards. You've got uh, protection people. You've got your entourage. You know, when you get in the in the limo, you're like, hey, I expect that thing to be 71 degrees before I get in, okay? And, and you get into this mentality where you're somebody, and, and I submit to you that you betray, um, in my opinion, the principles of Christ when you take on that priestcraft-type mentality, sir. I think that's a very good answer. I think that's the case. And you see it, quite frankly, you see that type of human behavior, whether you're on the left or the right, and you see it in corporations, you see it in unions, you see it throughout life that people that, uh, as they say, power corrupts. And and uh, some, for some reason, people lose sight of their original purpose and uh, fall victim to self selfishness. That's why on Liberty Roundtable Live, it's not even named the Sam Bushman Show. It's Liberty Roundtable Live because it's all about the roundtable, all about bringing people to the table with intelligence. That's the genius of America, and that's why it's all about God, family, and country. Your two minutes to say anything you want to anybody, uninterrupted, starts now, sir. All right. Well, I think that uh, anyone that's looking at the United States needs to realize that it's in big trouble. Uh, they call us the wealthiest nation on earth. The truth is that we're near the most bankrupt nation on earth, and uh, we've, you know, caused or allowed or, uh, you know, made it possible for people to live quite well by printing and borrowing money. But uh, if we don't get back to the basics that made us great to begin with, then we're not going to ever make ourselves great again. And, uh, you know, I would appeal to everyone, we've wasted uh, our votes on Republicans and Democrats for 170 years now. We've elected a president from one of those two parties, and we need to, to look at things uh, in a different way, look at what made us great, return to the principles of truth and honesty, and and uh, quit uh, expecting that the government's going to take care of us. And uh, basically, we need to be... Uh, uh, what we were in the past, so we need to go back to the future. How can we best help you do that? You know, with the mainstream press manipulating the truth, with dishonesty everywhere, with the two-party duopoly, literally not government, there's government as the Federal Reserve, fake as all get out. How do we overcome that, really, and, and change the game, Don? Well, what you're doing is is great. I mean, what I hear in uh, your commercials and hear you saying is, is a great start. But what we really got to do is uh, we've got to get a party like the Constitution Party or 
you know, that we we use different names of different states sometimes, like the Independent American Party. Well, we got to get a uh, on the every ballot. We got to get a candidate that is articulate, and uh, we got to get well funded. And and when one of these elections comes up uh, in four years, we need to make sure we're got, you know we're polling fifteen percent and get up there on the stage. And uh, I can tell you that the messages that you're delivering uh, delivered to the American public in the same volume and with the same intensity that these false messages are being delivered will prevail. I saw it in the uh, debate, the Fox nationwide debate uh, in that Senate race. I went into that debate eight to 10 points down and by Thursday, two days after the debate, I was 18 points up. And all I did was talk about what we're talking about on this program. And the people in West Virginia responded in groves and, uh, it will happen. We just can't get the message out because the media is blocking it. Uh, and so, too, is the uh, election commission that's run by the Democrats and Republicans. So we can do it. We just got to get funded and get on the get on the air. John, we've only got a second. Do you think they'll overturn Roe versus Wade now or Wade, uh, Roe? Uh, I think they will either overturn it or greatly adjust it. I've, you know, obviously... So first of all, it's a state issue, and second of all, it's immoral to be killed. What's going to happen in the future? People who have favored abortion are going to be more frowned upon than people who who uh, favored slavery. I pray uh, you're correct, sir. We're flat out of time. DonBlankenship.com to learn more. DonBlankenship.com. Vote on Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. ConstitutionParty.com. My friend, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Truth teller Don Blankenship running for president on your radio. We got to have more of it. For Don, Sam, and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>